Hello, everyone. It is October 7th. Welcome to the Mono e Mono podcast. We have Mike, your co host down here in California for episode number 23. And Eric, your other co host up here in lovely British Columbia. And if you're hitting number 23, you know who we are now. But we like to refresh your memory. You should know who we are. You'd think. And uh, this this episode, we focused a lot on aliens. And I don't think we should even get into details. Nope. But uh, hopefully, hopefully you walk out of this episode with a new... A, thinking about aliens and alien contact specifically alien contact or even just the possibility of them visiting us in a little bit of a different way hopefully you yeah, think I, I know mike is oh i i absolutely is i i absolutely is Duh. i absolutely, absolutely is. <laughs> yeah well let's put it this way intelligent life would not be visiting me based on that sentence <laughs> i just formed <laughs> 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 well, you know, well, there goes my shot. <laughs> They're all, nope, we're not going to, that guy couldn't even finish that sentence. Nope, next person. That's, uh, that's, yeah, I blew my shot. And, I, and I'm Thanks, guilty man. by association, so he's You are. Too. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, but, you know, it just happens. But, well, but I hope everybody does uh, you know, take something away from that. So it was definitely something I hadn't thought about, and I'm just, blown away at how simple the concept is that we should have thought about it before <laughs> you're welcome oh, yeah, thank you I'm, I'm now forever haunted thanks <laughs> mr madison what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah, so now that we have the levels figured out, mm -hmm. for you and for me, yeah, we can apologize to listeners because... Uh, did, you, did you listen to last week's episode back? Uh, I listened to the first, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I had to crank the volume on mm -hmm. mine more yeah. than usual, so to everyone listening, we apologize we had a technical challenge. Mm. Should we call it a challenge? Challenge, not a difficulty. It was a challenge. I agree. It wasn't difficulty necessarily, but it was a challenge. But why? I would, I would say technical difficulties occur when you're using a machine or a program and you're doing everything the same way. But this was a challenge because I changed computers. So New computer. Right. New sound card, new computer, whole thing. So we were going into it, you know, with that, which so it was a challenge. It wasn't necessarily difficulties, I would say. Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? Totally makes sense to me. <laughs> well, you know, I just made it up. So as long as it sounds good. And yet it still made sense. Listen, it's the number one rule in life. Sound like you know what you're saying. Sounds believe what you're saying. Speak, what you're, yeah, speak exactly. with confidence. I'm telling you, our Susan's friend Stacy, she is terrible at direction. Like w when you ask for directions, but the thing sure. is, is she's so. Whenever you get them from her, 
She sounds so confident. And to this day, we know it's going to happen, but yet we still believe her every what, time. What's going to happen? She's going to get lost? Or you're going to get lost? No, we'll get lost usually. Or she'll be you know, in the passenger seat, hey, go this way, this way. And we're like, this isn't anywhere close to where we're supposed to be. But the point is, is we know this, but yet we still believe it, even though time after time after time, it's proven to be wrong. <laughs> but we do it. So, because she sounds like it, she sounds like she knows what she's talking about. So, like, about. okay, hold on. So, she gives you directions to somewhere, yeah, and you don't say, knowing that you're going to get the wrong directions, mm-hmm. you don't ask her, like, give me your, the address or the name of the place, and we'll just pop it in our GPS. I wish I could have you sit with us to see how this all goes, it would make I, sense. I, I, I can't I, describe I, it, I, I would, <laughs> it would be you, you would get well, a kick out of how it. How do you, but how does that not happen? It. <laughs> It's just, I just, I can just tell you, it's just not as simple as that. Because it, but, but how usually, can it, but how can it not be that simple? Help because me. we're not get, because we're not getting an address. That's the problem with her. Is we'll be say Susan and I are driving, and we will call her, and her and her husband are going to meet us somewhere, and we're like, where are we meeting you? Okay, okay. we're meeting you over here. You have never been there? Okay, no. What's the address? And all we get is that, oh no, it's over by this place, and you turn over here, but and we're it, like, what's the address? It, but, no. Do you mean like a restaurant or a? Yeah, it could be anything. It, it, it could be anything. It doesn't. It the the actual location doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it but it does though. Like okay, so if you're going to like a restaurant, don't you get like, okay, I get it. We're going to you know Bobby's brisket and and i'll look it up in google don't give me directions mm-hmm. no well, sure well that, that that that's gonna occur especially with restaurants because that's easy but let's say you're going to look we all know it's simple but keep in mind a lot of this happens when they're in costa rica so i'm you know this a lot of this happened when we were in costa rica and we're like okay we don't know anything about where we're going sure. right so okay. that's that's definitely part of it but what, but the point was is that she says everything with such certainty ah. that for a split second, you don't even question it, gotcha. <laughs> even though you know what's coming. <laughs> and, th- and that is yeah. a, a lack of knowing. We eventually get there. I mean, we don't turn up in a direction that is so completely sideways, but it's just never, it's like by that point, we're like, okay, now that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out. I'm not worried about it. Nope, nope, stop. No more directions. <laughs> You're done. Simmer down now. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's awesome for a while. But, uh, yeah, all, that's what we It's awesome for mm-hmm. those of us listening. Sure. Enjoying well, it's, your... it's how important the conviction is, is, is that was my, 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 why that was my reason of the number one thing is always sound like you know what you're talking about because she does. And it's so funny because we just don't remember it half the time. And then it's like, oh, crap, what are we doing <laughs> after all that? So. Anyway, so that was that was good. That was good good times, fun times. And it was in Costa Rica that you got screwed over by her lots. Mm, it was more well, yes, that happened once. But I the fair the funny part was this happened a lot here back here in, in California as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Yeah, you think it's it's it it should be simple as you know, just give me the address. You know, I'll just Google it. I just put it in the phone. I don't care. You know, I'm not even going to worry about it. But there are certain circumstances that that's, this is what happened, and it just cracked me up every time. And finally, we're just – it's kind of a running joke at this point. Even her husband's like – Totally. Even I believe it. <laughs> well, I, I, there, you know what gets me is – okay, so we were doing something with some people at work. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, well, we're here. And they're trying to describe them like, okay, so we use a messaging program, Microsoft Teams. Sure. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I said to the I said to the person, like, okay, like I got him on the phone. I'm talking to him. Okay, you're on Teams, right? I'm like, go to the location. You can go on and you can just go ping, send your location. I'm like, just just send your location. Just go in the message thing and just click the button that says location and send it. It'll give us exactly where you are. You don't even need, need to describe it. And then I can just follow. They're like, but I'll just tell you where we are. I'm like, stop. You don't go there. <laughs> just... just Hit the button, and then I will follow it on the map on my phone. It'll tell me where to go. Well, you might not get here. I, I'll get I probably there. will. I probably will. I, I guarantee <laughs> you, if you do that little uh-huh. step, uh-huh. we will be fine. Oh, especially now with, you know, now that life's so much easier with, with Bluetooth and like your phones and stuff, and you can just play, play or even, or just having the nav in the cars, let alone, like I run mine through my phone, through the yes. Bluetooth. Yeah, me too. But yeah, you don't have to, I mean, it's it's great now. I remember the old days, you'd have the Thomas Brothers guide maps where you'd have to have like the city of Sacramento and it's in a big book and you'd be like, okay, I need to go here and this is, and you'd look up the address, you know, or the business name and address in the back and it'd be like, okay, it's on page 295 F4 grid and you would actually That's then right. have to work backwards yep. and find it. <laughs> totally. But it's, it was cool because we got there but and then the old way was you'd write it down on a piece of paper. Like, I'm going to go here, 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 here. Just you like when, we used When MapQuest first came out and you mm-hmm. print out your maps? Print it. Print it. Oh yeah, print it. That was the next step. The evolution was handwritten note. Then it became the MapQuest printout. <laughs> and now now it's just on your phone and the funny part is your phone when you go to like step-by-step directions it looks like it's just you know other than the logo it's the old map quest right it's like the arrow this way and then you're gonna go here and it's it's kind of funny but when i have apple carplay in mm-hmm. two cars so you plug it in and it's you know it does everything for you and mm-hmm. you know traffic so you you it gets you around traffic if traffic is bad so you have that one that's fantastic mm-hmm you know, you just, you know, beep, hey, Siri, take me to, and then, you know, I say, mm-hmm. and. Sure. Oh, look at that. And then, uh, and then Siri. Take me to the Nerith brothel. Okay, Eric. 15 minutes. Well, it gives you three, uh, three or four options, usually. Well, sure. Would you like the fastest route to said brothel? Yes. Six minutes. Don't you need to stop at the bank on the way? Oh, thank you, Siri. Yeah, thank, oh, thank you for thinking ahead. Yes, I do need to you're make cor- some wood cash for correct, my happy ending. You're correct, Siri. I need cash rather than use my credit card. Yeah, Siri is so on point that when you say, I need I need to address a local massage parlor, and it's like, would you be preferring a happy ending with your massage? <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you, Siri. Thank you Siri, for letting Siri, everybody else know Siri, in the house. Siri, you know me so well. <laughs> Thank you for everybody else in the house knowing that I that I was preferring the happy ending. Although we, at the you have to be parlor. careful now because with iOS 13 and and um, if you do your use your maps, mm-hmm. what you can do it so that you can set notifications so that when you're heading home, mm-hmm. or set a, set a setting, turn on a setting, so that when you're heading home, it gives to the person that you want to get the notifications like ETAs. And it, can it, be gives on, you, it gives you an option, sure, I've seen it. And it can be on mm-hmm. your, yeah, it's new in iOS 13, mm-hmm. and if they have iOS 13, it can show on the maps. So you got to be careful, mm-hmm. if you're coming home from the brothel, you might not want to have that <laughs> notification turned on. Get a text, where are you coming from right now? Well, it gives you, if memory serves me, it gives you on the bottom right, when you start your map, or, or you're driving, it, that, I think on the bottom right, it's like a, 
a little button or a little note where you would hit it where it says, you know, send my location and or send my ETA. And, it, yes. and then you hit that and you can pick who you're sending it to. So it doesn't really default to anybody, unless I, maybe it does. I think, no, what I'm saying is I think you can set it so you have a mm. default. So oh, yeah, no thanks. So serious. <laughs> right? Oh, no. No, that's not happening. Yeah. No. That's, yeah. like, that's like having read receipts on your text messages. Yeah. I, I think that's extremely weird. It's... um. Even Susan's like, uh, no. Well, like, why do I? Why do I need to broadcast to somebody when I read their text message? <laughs> you know, it's my. Yeah, you know, there's certain things I don't mind, but at some point I'm like, uh, no, I, I don't think it's relevant that you know when I opened up your text message. Yeah, why? Why would you want to know that, right? I don't know why you. I don't want. I, mean, I don't care if what anybody else is. It, 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 I don't care that I can't see it. So why should you care? That's my. That's what I always say. So what does it matter? And Susan's funny. She's the same way. She's like, that makes no sense. I'm like, yes, it's like the joint Facebook accounts. I don't get it. No, I don't. Uh... Well, I understand why. Well, totally. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> either one of two things has happened in that relationship. Which is? Either either you're just straight whipped, which, hey, more power to you. If that's you're, that's, you're happy, more power to you. Or somebody got caught doing something they weren't supposed to. There's a third one. What's the third one? Someone really doesn't give a shit about being on Facebook, so that the other person, point. the other person, like you don't have a Facebook account, you should Fair. have one. And that person goes, "Fine, just do a joint one with me." And then that's, they that's never, like very fair, very and fair. And they never post ever yeah, exactly. look at that right. joint account. That's fair. But I'll like, give a third, even though I haven't thought. I'll give a third. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, because it's usually not. I think the that's third. my brother-in-law. Really? Well, yeah, I'm sure. There, we all know somebody like that, but. It's usually the it's usually the one where somebody got caught doing something. <laughs> That's usually the one. Somewhat the second would be yeah we're we're I can understand some of the second you know we're so into each other and we love each other and we have a joint this and okay sure more power to you as well don't that's fine yeah, but it's I don't think that's the normal though I think the normal is Poor, somebody got caught probably, doing something so, yeah so, so probably when, just know whenever we see that pop up we go ah which one of you was uh being bad probably him. somebody uh, you uh, probably fair yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think that's a fair assumption we may be wrong in certain cases but i would say the law of averages is probably in our favor yeah let's, yeah, let's not um we don't need to i mean i would love for people like to dispute it i would love to be well i would love for people to send us an uh, uh you know an email you know or notification on on uh instagram at the mono mono podcast if you have any statistics on uh, this figure, because again, we've said this from the very beginning. We are mildly informed. Only mildly. Only. And barely, that's yeah. that's on a good day. Yep. So yeah. Yep. So I want to know what this is you were mentioning to we'll, me. We'll come into a second though. I do have to okay. tell you something quick before we sure, get to that. Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, we went and saw Cirque uh, mm-hmm. Cirque du Soleil uh, right. yesterday. Which which show did you see? So it's it's the one of it's one of the um the the big top presentation. It's a okay. Cirque du Soleil Luzia. Luzia. Okay. L U. What was the theme of this one? So it's a Mexican. Uh, it's, mm. it's, it's it's as it says here, inspired by the richness of the Mexican culture. So it's all Mexican singing and like Mexican um, uh, themed inspired inspired costume. It was. I gotta tell sure. you, have you have you been to Cirque? Uh, yes, I have in the past. I we went to a show in Vegas. And we also show I saw a show here as well. Yeah, I've seen two shows. This is 
probably the best traveling show I've been to. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, the, the best um, tour, like touring show, right? It is, mm-hmm. it's tremendous. And, and some of the stuff they have, um, some of the, like the stage stuff and stuff they did was just so good. It, so it's really like, so for anyone listening, if you're thinking of going to see Cirque this year, um, go see Luzia. It's, I, I would so say good. if you've never even been to a Cirque show, any of them is going well, to should peak your interest. Totally agree with that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And happens to be this is probably one of the best ones. Nice. I'll have to check it out and see if it makes it way down here. If it's mm. somewhat available. You yeah, I wonder, know. right? Let's have a look. Yeah, I don't know. San Fran, maybe? I mean, I know they have a Vegas shows. Yeah, I would be probably the close. Well, I mean, they, they do shows here. I mean, I don't, I'm not necessarily Cirque, but they do. You know, we have the Golden One Center here, the big arena. So I'm sure that they would. Well, Cirque du Soleil brings their, does their own, right. brings their own oh. tents, right? Oh, okay. Okay. So, so, oh, gotcha. Okay. Some of them, I, I've never seen an actual traveling show. I've seen a lot of the IMAX movie ones. Mm-hmm. And I've seen um, a live show in Vegas. So yeah, it's cool because the Cirque du Soleil actually is like they actually like set up a tent, and they're mm-hmm. there for quite some time. Like this one, so we saw it yesterday, and it runs in Vancouver through December. Right, it's there for a significant time, like a month and a yeah. half to two months. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Let's see if there's any dates in California. It would most likely be mid to Southern California, I would think. Probably not going to be in Sacramento. Probably San Francisco or LA, if anything. Or, or they, well, again, it's a traveling show. They can set up where they set up. So I couldn't see them uh, spending a month in the Sacramento area. You would yeah. probably want to be more like in LA just on the cheer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. LA or San Fran, right? Yeah, probably. For just oh, it numbers. says the Tapas Rouge tent was introduced at the San Francisco rent. So it's already been in San Fran. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we missed it. Bummer. There'll be, there'll be more. Well, I, I would assume so. But where else would I get my Mexican fix? I don't know. Where would you? You know, with the costumes. Where would you in California? Well, there's a lot of a lot of Mexican culture here. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Really? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Kind of. <laughs> kind of, sort of, right? Kind of, sort of. Kind I mean, of, kind of, sort of. You know. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a just a tad. Just a, just a tad. <laughs> Keep California. in mind my job. My job. You know, I, I handle the Central Valley, so the Central Valley with a lot of the farming and the agriculture and all that. Sure. So yep. I, I would say about eighty percent of the people that I encounter in terms of whether it's, uh, dealerships or customers that are, we're servicing is usually Latino. So, no surprise. A, nope, not at all. Huge population. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So. What we had talked about before, and and, yes. and and we'll maybe tell people as we are already. How many minutes into this now? Fuck, we fifty are. plus, fifteen plus. So we decided <coughs> we're gonna we're gonna try to keep this to an an hour. We'll see where we get to from from yeah. that. But um, so somewhere in our Google Docs, Google Drive. Somewhere in there, I uh, mm-hmm. and, and and again for those of you listening, right now, uh, for our listeners, we when we started this, we we put down, um, we put down thoughts of topics that we might want to discuss here and there, and uh, so we wrote a, b- a bunch of things, and Mike pulled one out today, so I wrote down a couple. You tell everyone what you read. <laughs> 
So oh, the, uh, of the topic? Yes. Uh, alien robots. Alien robots. I, that's I all I wrote down. Went, that's all you wrote down. And yeah, this was interesting. This dates back all the way from predating our first show. Yes, yeah, so this would have been in April or March. Right. Yes. Where is it? What did, what did, did I just write down alien robots? Is that it? That's all it said on there. Oh, alien yeah. robots. Alien, no, alien and alien robots. Okay, that's sorry. Alien <laughs> and alien robots. Well, you know. Semantics. Yeah, exactly. The, well, considering I don't know either, I mean, I don't know either combination. I know one or the other, but not a combination. It was all the same to me. <laughs> okay. But I'm sure I will be, I'm sure this is where I'm curious. It's a, so it, it's a serious topic. Of it, course. Uh, you know, it's actually it's actually something that I think is is worthy of like actual considerations. Okay, so let me. So this this is this isn't a topic that's intended to be uh, uh, overly humorous. No, not necessarily. I mean, sure, you know, we can we can joke about stuff during it, but well, no, of the, course, the, the of intention course. is um, it's a serious to- it's a serious conversation. Uh, it's a it's a topic for serious discussion, not yeah. for this is just dumb. We're just throwing it out there because it no, not stupid. at all. No, 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 no okay, no, good, no, no, gotcha, so perfect. Um, you know, I like to listen to individuals on podcasts, whether it's you know Joe Rogan's or others. Mm-hmm. There's there's Sean Carroll's Mindscape. There's mm-hmm. um, Sean Carroll's a fantastic astrophysicist, and is he astroph- He's a quantum physicist, whatever he is. Um, he's ridiculously smart, basically. Ridiculously smart, and I know he works yeah. in quantum mechanics and talks about mm-hmm. you know different things, and you know Neil deGrasse Tyson, and sure, so on and so forth. You know a lot of those different things, and and one of the one things that I, oh, Sean Carroll is a theoretical physicist specializing in quantum mechanics, gravity, and cosmology. Hmm. So he's one that I think that I might have heard talk on this one but you know i think we've all had the the conversation or it's been brought up we've listened to it that you know is it are there aliens out there you know is there a advanced i think i think what you know when we sort of talk about that it's you know the advanced intelligence probably sure. more advanced or as advanced as us probably more advanced as i think when we kind of talk about it right mm-hmm. i would i think we assume that yeah which and, is funny that we assume that life out there or some life, we're not assuming all life, uh, that they would be more advanced than us. Well, I think never know. The conversation they could be less. Is, I, th- I think sure. the conversation is is that you can probably say there is some out there that may not be as advanced to ours, but in order to come visit us would probably have to be... Correct. Yeah, they would have to be wildly past us at this point. Likely yeah. wildly past us. Sure. Okay, so that's an important... That's fair. Okay, now that's an important distinction. So hang on to that one for a moment, that thought. Okay. Okay, so you know, in the in the in the whole percentages of, you know, is is there? I think that it's generally agreed upon by most scientists or logical thinking philosophers or whatever that the likelihood that there is an advanced intelligence out there that could come and visit us is possible. Now, what's sure. the percentage? I, I don't know that you even want to ascribe a number to that, but the fact is, is that. The, you know, it is entirely possible and probably more than likely if you just sort of think logically of the, you know, the just the vastness of the universe that there's an advanced life form that could get here, right? Yes. Okay. So this is where we get to alien robots. Yeah, that's what really piques me here. Yeah. Interest. <laughs> okay. So we have explored beyond Earth. We've, beyond, we've explored beyond the moon, right? Sure. 
Yes, we've gone to Mars and yeah. Yep. And beyond. And Jupiter. Yeah. And beyond. And, Sa- and Saturn. I think and we've left the solar system. We have, yes. Right. But I was we, looking more of individual planets, but yes, you're correct with the, yeah. with the uh, yes, absolutely. And, but we as a, like, people have not physically gone beyond the moon. Correct. Okay. Now, so you, you sort of roll back to another topic. Now, let's talk about artificial intelligence. It's, it's I think, generally being talked about in a, a lot of circles that, you know, AGI. So, you know, the term AI artificial intelligence right mm-hmm. do you know the term yes. AG, agi no so artificial general intelligence so artificial intelligence already exists siri right. is artificial intelligence sure. algorithms we have are artificial intelligence at some point you can you can actually now um they have designed robots that do learn like i saw a really cool one that even though it was only programmed specifically to hit a ping pong ball straight back it was also programmed to learn what you do so it was it would it at first was missing your shots but then also it, it started to learn how to hit like so there but it, i mean it's an unbelievably narrow specific thing just hit balls back right right so artificial general intelligence like we are a generally intelligent being right so mm-hmm. artificial general intelligence is goes beyond the scope of say just hitting a ping pong ball back or just screwing you know, screws into a door that goes by in an assembly line, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know. Or the auto plants, the auto plants where they have the, the machines that are, are building the cars down the line. Same yeah, thing. exactly. Boom, 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 and, you know, that, yeah, you know, right. or, or, you know, a, a robot that they built on four legs that can actually walk up and open a door now. Like there's these crazy things they're building. But you sure. know, art, they're saying artificial general intelligence is, you know, is it in our lifetime or 100 years? They're already talking about, you know, sort of scope of, of that, and you know, or is it closer, you know, in that sort of realm. So if we got to the point where we actually had artificial general intelligence, like we had a robot, whether it was in our form or not, but, you know, um, could actually think on its own and do everything on its own, we already don't send ourselves far away, so Mars and beyond. We don't send ourselves. It's too dangerous, right? Sure, right. But we happily send robots. We happily send, you know, what it, you know, a, an artificial representative of ourselves that goes and explores, gathers data, brings it back, mm-hmm. right? So understanding too that the travel to go super far a light year, two years, a hundred, whatever, you know, is likely going to take lifetimes or, you know, such a long period of time that sending, you know, one of ourselves may not make sense. So now extrapolate from that, an advanced life form out there, what's the likelihood knowing all those sort of things that make sense for us, why, why would they send their own beings, knowing that if they're at such an advanced form that they probably had have already achieved, the, I would say the likelihood is their own artificial general intelligence, machines, robots, whatever. So why wouldn't they send those? So my theory or my thought, and I heard about this and I sort of, I thought, it, I think about it a lot actually, is if there's aliens that, you know, quote unquote aliens that have made it to 
Earth, whether it's to the planet or not, I would suspect that it's probably an artificial being sent by them. It could even be in their own likeness. But I would suggest you send something artificial because it just, there's no risk to it. Sure, that makes sense. So, alien robots. Interesting. We're interesting the fact that we're always preoccupied with the idea of aliens or you know other life in this yep. being visited by the life. That to realize that if we were visited by something, or have been visited by something, there's a significant possibility that what we were visited by wasn't actually specifically that life form. And You're it, right. It, it could be a representation of that life form, or yep. it could have been something like we did, right? Where we send the the rovers out, the, our version of the rovers, right? And and they just send it off. So maybe some of those things that have been filmed, you know, people seeing things in the sky aren't necessarily spacecraft carrying actual alien life forms. They themselves really could be just a robot unit itself. Totally. Yeah. Which I would I would actually venture to say that's probably more realistic. That what we're seeing or what people possibly have seen is just that is just them checking us out like we sent the you know the 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 trip to Saturn totally which eventually does the deep dive into Saturn and then it does in it you know disintegrates but i would venture i would say that more than likely what we have seen though people what people have seen or claim to have seen is probably just that yeah, and because you're right, there's no risk. Well, I mean, well, why would why would an intelligent, an extremely intelligent life form, which, by that definition, being able to get to our planet, you know, which you know would suggest extreme intelligence at that point to get yep. here, um, yep. advanced. Why would they for sure. right? Unless they were specifically here to conquer, why would they be here at the risk of their own life when they could send basically what we send? Just more advanced. Super advanced. That's right. Sure. And so here's a here's where I further think on this one. Generally speaking, we get from people who have claimed to see or encountered alien beings, you get sort of a um, fairly stereotypical like look, mm -hmm. right? Right. The grays. The grays, the greens, the whatevers, mm -hmm. but very muted color, all kind of mm -hmm. one color, all looking very, pretty much the same, and mm -hmm. almost a very simplified version of a human being in the sense of, you know, they, you know you'll get things like the, like the body is very simplified, the, the head is very simplified of us. Mm -hmm. If you were an alien being and you were going to send something to a planet where you had maybe even checked out mm -hmm. the being already, I, you know, the being being us human beings. Sure. And yet, you know, we have this idea that, or we like to sort of romanticize that aliens would have some sort of form that we have, two legs, two arms. But why does it have to be that? Why, why, could, why doesn't it have to be? It could be anything. Right, sure. like things we have no concept of even thinking of, and it might go well. We should send something that's kind of close to what a human looks like, or 
or right. think that's what a human looks like. But because they're so wildly different than us, you know, they make that what looks almost like a caricature of a caricature, a bad caricature of a human. They might look at that and us go, you know, those look at that. We nailed it. We look at it and go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if they're so far right. from like, it, like I said, an incomprehensible, incomprehensible being to us, they might look at that stereotype of we have and go, yeah, 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 look at that. We nailed it. It's like, it's like, it's like when your six-year-old draws your house and you're like, that's our house. You walk, <laughs> you walk them outside and hold up their picture and go, can you see how that's nothing at all like our house? <laughs> but to Do them, you realize? Looks, you know, but to right. them, it looks like our house, right? Sure. Like the alien might look because that's it. their concept of it. Well, it's it's like just, they think they've they've got it in yeah. reality. We're like, that's no, no, <laughs> good try. And you know, so the the you know, and it lights you know, life form from millions of light years away might go. Yeah, we nailed it. Look at that. And then it gets here, and we're like, mm, look at that alien, right? When it's meant to look like us, right. Well, look so, at a lot of the, if you look at a lot of the encounters that have been discussed by people, yep. you know, usually it's not like you're getting chased through the woods, you know, by an alien form and then abducted. It's usually you wake up, you know, you get abducted from your house or your yard or car. somewhere, yep. right, your car from one spot into somewhere else and you wake up and then there's things around you. And so obviously your perception is, is not necessarily going to be hundred percent clear either, but it's not. So there's some, some kind of credence to that, that, that I don't think people are having full on interactions with an alien life form. They're having possibly an interaction with something. And like, it could be like you said, could be what their version of, of, of us is and so that's why it looks different to us clearly we definitely notice that it's not normal or to, to what we're used to but i just don't think you you don't hear a lot of abduction or alien counter situations where you know people are actually physically getting chased by it or something i mean uh, it might nope. be in the sky right of course yeah. like we've had the, those kind of you know just discussions but or those those situations potentially but it's not very common that you're hearing something about like the, a full-on, you're having these full-on interactions that you could deem. I, I would say that most of the described interactions, you know, are very clinical, right? Yes. They're very clinical. They're very, you know, there's supposedly some tests done. But that, again, doesn't mean that that's not a possible robotic life form going through the motions of doing everything. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely pl uh, extremely plausible. And it, the more you think about it, the more it would make sense that I think if you actually had an alien life form, not an ROV situation or, you know, a robot, I think the likelihood if you had that, then you're, you're, you're in some serious trouble. Right. Because I think if that's happening, if you're encountering an actual being itself, this isn't just a checkout mission, probably. So I would venture to say that if you're encountering actual full-on aliens, not not those situations, we're in a takeover scenario. <laughs> we're not in a we're not in a. Hey, we just want to go on the ground and check it out for a little while. It's so funny so. you say that, and then you think like, but that's such a, like the 
you know, the <coughs> conquering type thing. It, I mean, that's that's a human thing. You know, we go sure. somewhere and we conquer. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're wrong. No. But we don't know. We don't know, of course. So, sure. You know, who knows We're that right. that's even right. something that's a concept for somebody that can't to, it's come and take over or to come and pillage or right. conquer. Or, I know, think that's what their assu- our assumption is, but then there because could of be what we just do. An, right. Just it could be also, but also what are we doing? But that's not to say that whatever those beings where they originated from, that they're doing that. That they're not doing, you're like you said, they're doing maybe what we're doing, right? We're sending out things just to explore. We're not necessarily going, okay, we're going to go to Mars, and if we find life there, we're going to go take them over. That's that. I don't think that would have been the next step, <laughs> you know, in terms of it. So I think it's very similar, vice versa, that it's probably fairly unlikely that that's you know, I mean, what would probably happen? I would venture to think that if if we did encounter bona fide extraterrestrial life of an intelligent level and a communication level, I would venture to say it was exploratory or similar type of scientific in nature from their end, right? To find out what are what we are, not to take what we have and take it over. I think it's probably unlikely. Doesn't mean it couldn't, but I just I think we like to think that because that's of course what the movies have. It's always a takeover. So because this is what we do, right? Sure. No, that's naturally who we are. We go and we pillage and we say we give, give we me, conquer give me, give me, give me. and we yeah. everything that we have. I mean, everything we've who we are today is a result of that. Yeah, everywhere it's in, the, right? in the country, everywhere. Yeah, it's not. It's not, and it's not. It's not individual specific. It's everywhere. You know, so yeah, I, I and who knows? You're right. Who who's to say that that conquering mentality term is even something that's a concept outside of us? We always like to think that you know aliens probably roll up and go, "Oh Jesus, Lord, <laughs> roll up, <laughs> right? Oh dear, oh dear Christ, <laughs> we're leaving." You know, I, who knows? Uh, probably and you always, they probably yeah. do. I, I, yeah, we we kind of you know who knows maybe 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 in the alien world we're Florida. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> what did I hear? That there was oh, you probably heard a lot. <laughs> There's always something in Florida. Yeah, there was always something, but no, there was something. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something. Joe and his 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 pals have done their sober October. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode and they were talking about something that happened in Florida. Ah, whatever. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. There's a lot of Florida. There's a lot of Florida stories. That's why it's funny. Yes, I'll, Florida's. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to see if I can remember what it was, but yeah, maybe maybe that's what we, you know. Maybe we're this uh, elbow of the universe that. Uh, but do you know, like you think of how tiny we are when it comes to even the Earth, and we want to talk about. You know how significant we are, and we're saving the planet. No, we're not saving the planet. No. We're saving the planet for us. Like I heard a great right. piece, and Neil deGrasse Tyson, he was talking about something, and then he got to saying, "Okay, so Mount Everest, right? Highest mm-hmm. point on Earth, right? as we know, sure, yes, as we know, what is? There's nothing. I, I don't. I'm just. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, so it's the highest point on Earth." It's the right. tallest mountain, highest point on sure. Earth. 
He says, you know how smooth a cue ball is, right? Like a like a billiard mm-hmm. ball cue ball? Right. Mm-hmm. If... Hold on. What did my mom... My mom just sent me a FaceTime request. Why? <laughs> at 10.20 at night. Oh, that, 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 could, that could be a cause for... I should be like, why? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Why you? I, you might want to investigate that really quick. To yeah. FaceTime. My guess is she hit the wrong button. Right. Because I've done it. I mean, it's not just moms. So it's on <laughs> her iPad, mean. though. Yeah. She doesn't have an iPhone. Anyway, um, what huh? were we, we talking Okay. So Cue ball. Cue ball. So, yeah, okay. So he said, if you took the earth and shrunk it down to the size of a cue ball, mm-hmm. it actually, even with things like Mount Everest, would be so smooth, it would actually be smoother than a cue ball. That is how imperceptible things like Mount Everest are. Like, that is how imperceptible we are. Well, yeah. That's crazy, right? Well, it, it yeah. It, it's, it's, the, it's along the same theory of, you know, people talking about saving the planet. I, 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 I've never been one to say that we shouldn't be always concerned about what we're, what we're, our footprint is, or, I mean, we clearly have an effect. We do. Now, I, I don't think, and that's the interesting part of the argument, is I don't think people would ever disagree and say we have no impact. I think the issue lies of how much impact we have, right? And, and how much, you know, this, this planet's been around for 4.5 billion years, and we're, you know, we don't fully understand still. I mean, we understand what we believe is a lot from research, but I mean, there are cycles of this planet has gone through, you know, ice ages and heat ages well before our existence. So, you know, I'm not, I, I don't, it'd be stupid to say that we have, are we creating the world of better, a worse world for children or grandchildren tomorrow? I'm not so sure. I'm not saying we should never be concerned with it. You should always be, con- you know, should always be conscious about what kind of pollutants are going in the air. Just, just on the pure and simple fact that it shouldn't be going up there, anyways. But what true effect it has is where all the debate comes from. You well, know, th- you have people saying it's it's a big problem here, and you have people saying it's not. I, I, there may be something in the middle. I think you know, in terms of. Well, that, I think so. that I think that there's some pretty clear evidence, and I've mm-hmm. I've tried to read it to 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 understand it and i think that i think what it is is the impact is you know a, around a lot of species and, and including ourselves and mm-hmm. if sure. we continue if we continue on but i think that if you say you know destroying the earth no that, that is no, it's not happening it's not even the case <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. first of all no. we we are not significant enough to just quote right. unquote destroy the earth sure. we're absolutely based on what i've read and sort of heard we can absolutely make impacts that will make detrimental changes because they don't have to be very big. Like we, you know, we correct. We, we, correct. You know, like they, like you know, we're talking like a degree, two and three. Mm-hmm. You know, overall, mm-hmm. really ruins sure. things for us as humans and a lot of other species that sort of live in the sort of right. comfort zone the, that we live. The, in. the Goldilocks zone that we enjoy. Right. Yes. Correct. Yes. Now, from us having the planet being hotter at times in the past and also colder, like 
species come and go. Mm-hmm. We already know that. You know, human beings have come and we are going to go. Right. Like, end of story. Like, you know. Yeah, there's I, no question. There's <laughs> no question. question. We're, we're, right. we, we will not be around forever. And if it's our, you know, quote unquote, our doing, you know, because we caused it and you know, we, we don't want to call that an unnatural thing. Well, is it maybe still natural because we're a natural part of the earth? Mm-hmm. You know, like beavers, you know, they really drastically change their environment and sometimes to their own detriment. I think sure. for the most part, not. But, you know, because they find a balance under, unlike, you know, humans. But maybe that's what the balance is for us, that we, you know, eventually just wipe our own selves out and that's it. And the earth goes sweep, sweep, sweep. And it keeps going. Yeah, it's going to keep going. Well, it's like, I, lo- I love to say this one, you know, when a big giant earthquake or a hurricane that's the next biggest mm-hmm. one or mm-hmm. one of these natural disasters. It's just the earth doing like one of these little like, hey, and it's like a little gentle nudge and going, hey, hey, guys. Um <laughs> It's, I got a reminder for you, and we all kind of look and go, what? And he goes, I'm in charge. Yeah, no matter what. You're not. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we are not in charge of this. And to think that, you know, save the planet. Ugh. Like. Well, but, they're, but they're, I, I know what, well, yeah. I, 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 well, no, number one, I agree with you because it's a stupid term. Because. Dumb. But. The people that are saying that, I don't believe. I think that their 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 intention is with what you said, though, is it, it earlier, which is correct. So it, it it isn't per se that we're destroying the planet. We're yeah. we are putting we're we're potentially quote unquote based on what you know people yes or no whether you believe this affects X or Y. And that's just all relative of how much you think it affects. I, I don't. I, I don't think people. You know. I. What really bugs me is people that use the word climate deniers, because I, I, there's not too many people out there that go. There's no effect. You know. It's it, the, the 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 issue that people tend to have. It's really how much of an effect, right? Because you have certain studies that are pretty skewed, and certain sure. studies over here that are pretty skewed. So it's it's you know. You'd be hard pressed to talk to any even semi intelligent person, and I don't think that they would say we don't have an effect. And I think that's why I don't like people say like if you don't necessarily agree with the panic button that tends to you know these people love to pull the ripcord right. The most recent example with the whole United Nations and the Swedish girls situation, you know, it's I get the concept of what you're trying to do, but. I also feel really bad for you in a certain way. Like, who is making you feel that way to the well, point of, yeah, you know? And there's both sides of it, though. Right. Like, you know, like, right. like, there's just like there was so many things in the divide, right? Like, you, sure. know, you know, then you have people and, you know, Trump said it himself and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's all a hoax per- perpetrated by the Chinese. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, come on, come on. Like, you just... Well, yeah. You know, and, and I, I get where that comes from. Like... There's, there's a reason why he's not just pulling that out of thin air. No. People, people want to say that that's being pulled out of thin air, no. and it's horseshit. It's not true, but I get where that comes from. Sure. No differently than I understand why some people do this sort of panic button thing, mm-hmm. um, you know. And both of them have elements of truth. They're not being pulled out of thin air. 
right. neither one is. Sure. Well, like what I, what I, you know, my thing is, you know, I, I've never been one, especially with the whole climate thing. It's, it's like, you know, I, I don't like trotting out kids in anything. It doesn't really matter what the subject is because I think you're putting out a child generally out there for one reason only. And well, two reasons. You could say, oh, their heart's in the right place because they want to show, you know, the futures for our children. Fine. I, I'm not going to disagree with that. But I really think you trot a child out there because you think that at that point, if you say anything against that, you're a bad person. It's like it's like a Teflon thing, right? So I'm yeah, sitting here of. watching. But here, here's my thing. It's like the UN with you know, the whole climate thing. It's like you have this climate accord summit and all that good stuff. And the two gross polluting nations in the world of India and China are nowhere on the board of, you know, areas of, of people continuing to focus on it saying, you need to get your crap in order. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, that's, you know, my thing. So, but in terms of where originally we started with, which I agree with you is that you're not saving the planet. You know, first of all, fix your term. Because when you say you're saving the planet, that's a generalized term. And number one, it makes zero sense because the planet's going to be here well after us. No problem there. That's not even in question. You're more folk, people talking focused on, you know, saving us in the planet, you know, in terms of that. Saving so the I, could, I could get that part of saving it. The, right. Yeah, exactly. Or saving, you know, yeah, you say, well, really saving ourselves is what, what you're saying. They're saying, not you personally, but you're saying if that's what it is. So. But in terms of, you know, going back with, you know, the, the alien robots, which now I get the connection. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like their version of the ROVs, but more advanced, clearly, obviously. What's right? ROVs stand um, for? Remote operated vehicle. Oh, well, that I was believe. simple. Right? Fuck, fuck, that was way too simple. No, I feel Oh my God, that, that made these stupid. two mildly formed middle-aged men sound somewhat intelligent. No, you, because I had to ask. <laughs> Yeah. You, I thought you asked because you knew it. You wanted me to explain it to say it. You no. knew it. Come on. I was like, <laughs> no, I was like, what, what's ROV? I what's did. ROV? No, no, I got it. <laughs> but I, I do think I, I have it, never it, thought of. But it totally makes sense, it. right? No, no it, it, I have never thought about that until today. And I will now, I would like to thank you. Because You're now welcome. I'm never not going to think about it. Because... You're welcome, sir. <laughs> I know. I think but about I th it. I think about it all the time. Whenever I hear anything about aliens, or UFOs, or alien encounters, that's always where my mind goes now. Because again, it's just a logical thing, like just sort of self-preservation. And yeah, just why even, would you go do that? Yeah, it makes and no even, sense. And even just understanding everything we know about physics, and this is again everything we know. So, right. for example, we know um, that. You know, speed of life travel is not possible by us. We don't believe that it actually is possible. You can get close to it, and there's relativity where time does slow down as you get closer to the speed of light. Mm -hmm. Like, there's all these sort of things. But the fact of the matter is, to travel a distance to the nearest, we know there's a planet. I can't remember how close. Let's have a look. How close? How close is the closest discovered planet well that's the one thing about space that is so when you really sit back and think there we go about the nearest such mm -hmm. planet 
uh, of a terrestrial exoplanet candidates 12 mm -hmm. light years away. Oh, now estimated slightly above four light years away. Okay, but still, four light years. That's they're estimated as the nearest discovered. Yeah. So, and, and it's interesting too. It's like the things you learn when you're older. Because, and and I really wasn't that into science as a kid. But as you get older, it's just to me, it gets more fascinating. Obviously, and I think I, I become more curious as I've aged in terms of that. But it's like things you learn later. Like for instance, that you look up in the sky and you go, "All those stars are suns." Yeah. So here, like so, our so, sun. Yep. Right. So, so you don't. Right. I don't think of it in those terms though, because we think of them as stars, and the sun's a star. But you don't yeah. equate it to look up at the night sky and go, "All these beautiful stars you're looking at, those are all individual suns that like we have." And it's interesting. Well, and, actually, and actually, yeah, some of them are mm -hmm. far enough away are actually galaxies. Sure. That's, and which is a billion, billions which, of stars. Right. Which which boggles my mind. Is that there are some stars there that are already dead. Yes. But we just haven't seen them die out yet because it takes so long for that last bit of light when it shuts off to finally get to us. So <laughs> that we so don't see I anymore. Said, so I said it was four light years away, right? Correct. Or six trillion miles in a light year or 24 trillion miles. So it says this trip would take 1.2 billion hours. I don't know what they're what speed that is, but it's obviously, right? So, you, you know, at whatever speed they're talking about, 24 hours a day, 365, it would take 137,000 years to travel four light years. So, And that's just but, to get to what we know of as the closest discovered... Well, as they put it, right, right. The, the closest terrestrial exoplanet candidate. So it's the discovery of a rocky planet in the habitable zone of Proxima mm -hmm. Centauri, the closest star to Earth. Sure. Not counting the sun. So... And that's just that's just that. So I mean, it could be that there is you know advanced life, and they are, <clears throat> you know, this is four light years. They could be eighteen light years away or twenty-two light years away, which mm -hmm. you know, just the sheer distance. You know, like to travel that as a as a as a being is crazy. So you would send <laughs> well, your you, artificial you, general intelligent machine well, robot, whatever it would be, right? Whatever we want to call it. it. It's like when we sent the mission to Saturn, which all it was was just obviously the, a machine that launched and it cruised through space. And when That's it right. hit Saturn, it took it took readouts and then it did a couple passes and went through the rings and then it went into and did a death dive per That's se. Right. And yep. then it would, you know, it was sending back information. Totally. But that launched seven, like I think 18 years prior. So when you launch this thing before that was it the even, Saturn mission, right? the, oh. yeah, the Saturn Saturn mission, it I think it took either seventeen or eighteen years from when they launched here for it to actually hit to get to Saturn to actually have reached its destination. So the scientists who worked on that, you know, if they were twenty years old, by the time they're seeing this event finally take fruition, they're like thirty eight. Well, okay, so Pioneer 11 took right. six and a half years. Voyager 1 took three years and two months. Voyager 2 took four years. The Cassini Space Craft took six years and nine months. Like, yeah, like long time. Right? I was one, it was like 17 years, though. That's why I was, I, I thought I just reading. saw it. I, yeah. I could have sworn it was Saturn. 
because there was a documentary on it. But I just, regardless, even if oh, it's yeah, 17 yeah, yeah. years or if it's Whatever. eight doesn't, years doesn't, or yeah. six years, it's still a long time. Yeah. It's not like, oh, yeah. you know, you and I launched something. I'm not disputing your 18 to say this. Well, no, it's like still sure, extremely. It's, it's, it's years. Yeah. So you can see, like, by the time that these things happen, like the emotional part of it, because of all that invested time of waiting yep, till finally something happens, it's like Christmas you know, as a kid waiting for Christmas, like extrapolated by six years, yeah. <laughs> right? So totally. like, like just imagine like the feeling of you as a kid that you get Christmas once every six years. That's what it would have felt like waiting for that of mission course. to hit to, you know, to where that they were hoping to go. So, yeah. So then when you think about like, you know, sending, and here's the thing, like, okay, so you say, say you figure it out a way to accelerate, you know, mm -hmm. travel from, you know, from wherever you are to, to earth, you know, four, eight, 12, 13, whatever light years away, you figure out how to accelerate that. So you're doing it at speeds that we can't comprehend. It's sure. still going to be a long time. And you know, like, you know, and, and how does their technologies improve in the time that they've even sent amazing technology our way? Right. Oh, right. Sure. Like, you know, when we send a, something to Saturn, it takes six years, for example, well, we do some pretty awesome things in six years. Like, we, like mm -hmm. if you think of an, an iPhone six years ago to an iPhone today, never mind any technologies that improve, like an iPhone from six years ago, you go, hmm. what is an iPhone six years ago? iPhone 5? Yeah, probably. At this, what, yeah, absolutely. Because like, we're on 11 right now. If so, somebody yeah. handed you an iPhone 5, you'd be like, oh, what the fuck are you giving me? <laughs> oh, Yeah. Time is, you, you know, time especially measured. It's like I'm, I've been watching, I've been watching Stranger Things. The third, I mean, I've seen the other, this third, third season. I've already seen the other first two seasons sure. separately. But I had waited and I finally got around to it and I watched it all in like two days. But I was telling Susan what I thought was awesome is as they've done, that show's good because of the nostalgia part of it. Because they were in the early 80s, you know, the late, like the late 70s, early 80s. And then this third season was definitely the mid 80s, you know. And it's neat to see all the 80s stuff <laughs> that was, you remember, I remember going, oh man, yeah. yeah it's only nostalgia, but yeah, I don't see I would totally, I, 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 that was a great time. <laughs> you know, just the eighties was just such a cool time, yep. you know, in, in terms of just so many things. I mean, let alone the, the clothing, you know, and how out there it was, but just, you know, the video stores and the, the arcades, the, the, really the booming of the arcades and then, yeah. and then just, yeah. just all the, you know, the, you know, the Walkman, right. Starting out and, and all that stuff in its infancy stages you know, to where we are now. So it's, it's pretty cool to, it's pretty cool to go back and watch a show that, that does that very well. So you could enjoy that part of it as I've well, watched, like, which the is kind of first couple episodes. Mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta get into everyone. I'm surprised you're not into it more because it seems like something you'd really like. Yeah. It's time. It, it, so. That's a lot of it. I, I didn't watch it. It, <clears throat> I, I want to say it's been out for, a couple months. I, I I just now got around to watching it, but season three, yeah. season three. Yeah, I've I saw the first two seasons. I didn't. I never watched the seasons right away. Stranger like I'm usually things. Stranger Things. It's on season three. They're going on. They have one more season for sure. I know. I think it's only four total. They're gonna have. But it's definitely a cool. I mean, when did it? Oh yeah, July fourth. Yeah, and so July. So I'm in October. 
<laughs> I literally time. watched it in two days. I, I watched it this weekend. I, I started it. Actually, I started it on Friday night. I want Ozark to come out. Oh, I can't wait. I really like that show. Yeah, that's a good show. Season three. But that's what I love about the whole Netflix thing is that you wait and wait and wait, and then it all comes out. You don't have. You're not pulling. You know. You're not doing the. You know, when The Walking Dead comes out or whatever. You're the week to week. Now you have this season finale, and you have to wait six months. And you know, this is like okay, boom. You have to wait a year or whatever it is, and okay, here's your next full season, and then you can watch it at your own pace. That's when's what I really liked date? about. When's it. the release date for Ozark season for season three? Yeah, I'm trying I to don't know. It. Yeah, folks have not um watched. You're breaking it. Mike's breaking up. How's that? Is that better? There, there you go. Well, You're I just back. moved. I moved. Uh, on you. Yeah, shame me. I, I got to be right on this mic. It's good. Because then if I like even go over here, you can't hear me that well, can you? You couldn't hear me. Yeah, that no, well, you're, right? no, 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 definitely not. It's a very, it's dynamic, dynamic microphone, Michael. Dynamic. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know. I just plug it in and talk into it. I don't know what any of that means. So <laughs> because mine's the pointy mic, I have to be right at the mm-hmm. pointy part of the mic. Whereas yours, no. you can move around a little bit more. Yeah, sometimes I'm even talking on the side of it, like right there. I'm talking on the side. Yeah, I'm talking right. Yeah, at the mine top. you can't. So yeah, like if I even just move over to the side like this, you, know, you can hear me, but not very well, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I, yeah. I, I barely. Well, you, I still can. I can hear you just fine, but I understand what you're saying. I mean, I understand that there is definitely a difference. You, get, though. you know what I'm saying? Ozark season three doesn't I, have a release date. I know date. what you mean. Yeah, there, memory serves me though that that show has quite a bit of lag in between. Yeah, uh, um, between the seasons. When were the two memory seasons? Serves. TV show. TV but show. Oh. I am. I am. I am. I am now going to be able to go forward at this episode though and look at alien. What we would view um, alien sightings. Yeah. What they call a first kind is that where you just visual. That's the first kind they could they call it, um, which is visual. I, I I never really thought about it before, but I'm I'm really kind of. And subscribing to the idea that that's just yeah the likelihood that that's actually an actual manned by man meaning intelligent life form itself being on there is probably very slim. It's probably it's it's probably just it's a recon it's just a recon. There's nothing in there, but potentially there may not be anything in there at all. It may be just all the ship itself might just be that it. That's all it is. Kind of like what we send to like Saturn, <laughs> you know. So. I love that you keep coming back to it because you're thinking about it a ton now. Oh yeah. Oh, I will. I I can't believe I didn't really think about that before. I so mean, we, I've, I've I've been curious about obviously people's sightings and stuff, but you know, I've never really put that together and said, well, what is the likelihood that an intelligent life, who what we subscribe to, has to be ahead of us to get here at that type of level, would actually be on there just cruising around? What's the likelihood? Uh, just on a safety factor, on us, on a, on a it's very low, very low. And I don't think we've ever, I don't think people really think about that. I think it's centered around contact. But what exactly are you being contacted by? That's the difference. I you remember know, it, too, it doesn't mean there's nothing on the end of the line back there because there is most likely. And not only but, that, but you know the the the, the robot or machine <clears throat> that if somebody has indeed been in contact even physical contact the other thing too is it doesn't mean that it has to be you know we think of metal robots there's sure. no reason why it can't be you know so advanced that it actually is using like a fully um 
like biological like robot like mm-hmm. we already talk about using and making things that we can control like you know like we like we we can grow in petri dishes things like i think they've grown in here and parts of mm-hmm. her or whatever like that mm-hmm. like why right. can't we do that and control it because you know they're already doing things where there's artificial limbs that have you know nerve you know connections to nerves and stuff like that like there's no reason why we couldn't you know a millennia down the down the road or two or three be making quote unquote robots that are not like metal like that's what we think of now but again like you know that's another thing too you know people oh it was a real being maybe but like maybe was it was also like a, a like a like a, a generated being that is actually an artificial being even though we don't view it as quote unquote artificial because it's still biological makeup sure I mean, we're getting super scientific, you know, super sci-fi here, but at the same time, it's not like, if you really think about it in a logical perspective, there's no reason why it has to be science fiction. It could be science theory or science thought, but not fiction necessarily. Like, it's obviously fiction because we don't know if it's true or not, but, the, you know, in the in the realm of philosophical discussion, there's no reason to, there's no real reason to count it out. Well, I was looking up, what does robot stand for, Right. And it says, a machine resembling a human being and able to replicate certain human movements and functions automatically. Well, first of all, to say that a machine resembling a human being. Well, okay, but we've also called robots like little boxes on wheels that, you know, cruise around. That you, doesn't where, resemble that a human. De- where'd you get that definition from? I just looked it up. It's just dictionary.com or whatever. Yeah, because so. um, Wikipedia says a robot's a machine, mm-hmm. especially one programmable by a computer capable sure. of carrying out a complex series of actions automatically. And then one of the pictures talks mm-hmm. about Atlas, which is, and it says specifically, a bipedal humanoid robot. So, like, mm-hmm. it's already defining how it how it is by saying it is... Um, um, meant to be humanoid looking. Whereas like, if you go down, there's the quadrupedal military robot, Cheetah. An evolution of Big Dog was clocked at the world's fastest legged robot. Hmm. Clock. By Boston Dynamics. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I, I, I'm now, again, it's going to be funny. From now on, I'm going to see like a, a thing about an uh, what do you call it a, a close encounter sighting and go, oh that's that's just that's just a probe that's a machine that's totally right it's not an actual I mean logically speaking I mean I think we romanticize it of course oh the the contact with this now I'm not saying that people haven't said they haven't had experiences with direct but I'm wondering you're right the descriptions have all been extremely similar across the globe, not just the United States. And you're right. They tend to be very generic look sounding looking. And it's, it's yeah. Something that you could initially think of going, well, if you're going to create something to mimic a life form in this craft or whatever it may be, you know, and like you said, they're going, yeah, I think we nailed it. Did (laughs) you? So, Yeah, so I could see, you know, why that would potentially be. I mean, there's definitely explanations that you could say, well, that would be X, Y, and Z. I just think the likelihood that an actual life form is on that ship 
if there's a ship up there, look at is is very small. It just doesn't make sense. If they're that smart to get to us just to check out our planet, they're probably smart enough to go, well, why would we put ourselves at risk? Exactly. We're going to do what that's, we do as human point, beings. Right, yeah. right. exactly. You know, and, and again, that is ascribing our value systems and our sort of self-perpetuating um, you know, need to... Um, you know, sustain life, and it's all of our own things that we're ascribing to say that, you know, something that is, you know, from forever away would even think even remotely similar. You know, we're still ascribing human, um, again, value systems and whatever to that, but it's all we have to go by. So there, there's a particular logic to it, though, that, that says, you know, if if you're a being, it's likely that, that part of your makeup or... Again, that's describing our own sort of thought is that you want to perpetuate your species and sending your species out to die doesn't make sense, right? Like, no. But but, they, but then again, who says? Who says? Who says that? You know, that's not how they are. Like, you know, like we sort of are that way too. Like, there was an interesting question that was posed to me: If you could go into space, I mean, how many people have gone into space in human history? Like a hundred? Two hundred? Yeah, I don't probably know. that. Like, yeah, I mean, if, yeah, obviously. Right. You know, and definitely more than the moon. There's only been X amount of people that have ever stood on the moon or even been to the moon. Right, but like definitely more people? people in space because of because of the the space station and you know, yeah, you're probably I'm probably 200. You know, but still it's a very t- low t- number based on tiny, right, compared to the population of, of humans that there have ever existed. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, of the 536, three people completed only a subor. Right, so there we go. Mm-hmm. So. Like the, the the amount right the amount of people that have gone in space is just over five hundred. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing in in the history of the world. It's nothing. So here's a question for you, right? And again, mm-hmm. this this goes to show a little bit different than maybe. Uh, oh, there we go. As of September twenty sixth, a, a total of five hundred and sixty five people have gone to space. Mm-hmm. Out of yeah, that's just a tiny number compared to the number of humans that have ever existed on this planet. It's it's an infinitesimally tiny percentage. Sure. Now, again, this goes back to, you know, why would we ascribe that, you know, we sort of have this self-perpetuating self sort of like, you know, we, we you know, we don't want to die, right? But, um, so, so here's a question. And you, you think about this in sort of general thought is, if if you could go and space travel, so you know that you can space travel for two weeks or two months or you know whatever, You're like legit, not just like I'm up there for half an hour and back, but legit go up there, you know, be in the space shuttle that well it doesn't exist anywhere but on the space station or you know whatever it is. But you wouldn't make it back alive, and you knew that before you take off, like right. It's this is a one. It's a one way ticket. It's one way it. ticket. Doesn't matter. It just you know you you're forty eight or fifty two years old or whatever you are, you know. You know whatever it is. Would you go? Mm. I, I probably wouldn't. You're going to experience something that not only very few people have ever experienced, but likely will very few ever experience. So why is that more important than the potential? Well, it depends on how old you are, I guess. But I mean, why, why would I not want to just for one experience that so very few people have encountered? Why would I not want to have 
the continued experience of living life on our planet but it, but I think for the next 30, 40 years after that. But I think it's just the point of having such right. an unbelievably unique experience, right? And, and, and again, I think for the answer for most people is... No, I'm not, I'm not, it doesn't, you know, that one's not worth it to me, but I think there's a lot of people that would. Sure. Right? And, you know, it, it just, which it's, I understand why people would want to do it. Totally. I mean, do. But I, but then, you know, to that point, you know, the whole alien thing, you know, you know, maybe, maybe there is a, you know, a species out there that says, you know what, we don't care. Like we will go, we'll go out there and die because we're, it's not an important thing for us to, to care about. But again, you know, the, coming back to the sort of whole logic of it all like it probably makes sense to the thing too is an artificial being do they have it so it could just live in sort of perpetuity with the right sort of energy sources because you know we we assume as well that likely you know another biological being an actual biologic like us would have a finite lifespan so you know if Mm -hmm. it is you know 10 light years away or 10 trillion whatever, you know, however, mm-hmm. 60 trillion miles away, you're going to have to have generations of those beings get here versus, you know, a robot that is just the one, right? Right, sure. So, I don't know. Well, it's, you know how I know people would, there's a certain percentage of people that would go. We, we all know, but you know how I absolutely know that would happen? Because of kamikaze pilots. Yeah. They, I mean, they do it for certain a, reasons, right? You had a set group of people who made a choice that they were going to do X and that at the end of X, they were going to do Y. And yeah. that it's the same theory. You're going to, you know, you know the end result is going to be this and you're still going to do it. So that's how I knew no. But that's a little more extreme because at least in the terms of because that's you know war first of all and and most of the, and the kamikaze pilots usually it was if they were hit yeah well you know, or, 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 or jihadists right jihadists sure, that, sure, that that sure. suicide right. that suicide bomb themselves but so, you know i think and, but even like explorers of the 12 13th 14th or, 15th centuries you know they went out often knowing that the chance of them dying was high well what about people who climb everest well, I mean, even just space people, right? You know, right. every right. person sure. that's gone into space understands that they are taking a particular risk. Right. Sure. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's why they sent yeah. a monkey and a dog, you know, the first few times or whatever it was. And a monkey and the dog were like, dude, why is my <laughs> life worse less than you or yours, man? <laughs> fucking little capsule. Exactly. Fuck you. My life. Oh, yeah, that's great. Thanks. Or was it a chimp? Was it a monkey or a chimp? It was a chimp, I believe. List of space travelers by name. Do you know where that chimp is buried, by the way? No, I don't. I'm looking forward to the answer. Alamogordo, Alamogordo, New Mexico. Really? He's in a cemetery in Alamogordo, New Mexico. How did you know that? (laughs) Because I watched a really cool documentary, which I think you'd enjoy. It's a documentary on Atari. And it's talking about... Uh, I don't remember which what it, it was Atari, and then it's I can't remember the secondary part of the title. It's a really really good one, and it it talks about the event of Atari, the myth of, or, or the the legend of them burying a whole bunch of the ET games in the dump 
in Alamogordo, New Mexico. And it starts off on the documentary saying Alamogordo, New Mexico, famous for, and it lists like four or five things. And one of those things was what I just told you, that the famous first space chimp was buried there. That's how I knew it. <laughs> well, that is, that's fascinating. Actually. It's interesting. And then, and then it's, it's they, impressive they did. that you know that. <laughs> well, it's off a, you know, to be fair, it was off a, I mean, I didn't like look it up. I'd heard it in a documentary and I believe it because it does, it, it makes sense. But it was interesting. It's definitely interesting. Just a little piece of history, especially something that important because that was the first, uh, I would say first what biological, you know, uh, not human being clearly, but uh, uh, life form from our planet that exited our planet into space. Very first. Like before humans, because we didn't go yep. there first. No, for sure. <laughs> so that's how, to me, how cool that is, is that that is truly not just you're one of eight people to six people to walk on the moon or whatever, which is impressive. It still is. But that is truly the first. So that's kind of neat. Like if I was going through there for some reason, I mean, I don't know if I would drive to Alamogordo specifically for that trip, but if we were driving through, I would definitely stop. I would make that stop. Yep, I would too. I would just go check on out the uh, the chimps. A chimp? Is a chimp? I believe it was a chimp. I'll go check out the chimps. Uh, grave. Check out the chimpa's grave pour, in pour, Alamogordo. Pour one out for the chimp. Pour in my homies a little thing of Hennessy. <laughs> my homies. No, I think that I think that uh, I think that a chimp would uh, would want a little scotch. I think that's what a little so, oh scotch like a fifteen year old scotch. No, no, no. For a monk, for for a chimp. For that 20, level 20, of twenty years, yeah, eighteen years at least minimum. Minimum. minimum minimum like we're like like that's getting you in the conversation <laughs> that's the that's the bare minimum no, no more than half an ounce right no half a shot. Just, <laughs> we don't want to get the chimp all all, all hammered no 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 but can you imagine Jesus. pouring one out on the homie for Jesus. your homie your 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 space space homie space, so space but homie now i am forever i and i and i hope people who listen to this episode for now if they ever if they, which I think most of us at some point have thought about, you know, alien encounters. Of course, or, we all have. You know, sightings. I don't know, that stuff always kind of fascinates me. Um, but I'm never, it's rare that you encounter a subject that is seemingly very simple concept when you think about it. Why yeah. would, why would such an advanced life form that was advanced enough to get here and you know, be here, why would they, why would, it seems much more logical that they would kind of do what we've done. They would be yep. sending out basically a non, you know, a, being a craft, whether it even, whether it even has anything in it. The craft itself yep. is, you could be your, your the robot, the, your robot itself. And that's all it is. It's just like what we send to, what we sent to Mars. You're right. So that's, you got that, it. so the so, ROV, right. And what is the ROV? Come on. Remote. You will not. Come on. You got remote it. Remote operated vehicle. There you, you'll never forget it. <laughs> I probably will. That's the worst part. No, but you will be able to go somewhere and you will now be able to say, did you know that did the very know? first biological life form that originated on this planet to go into space is buried in Alamogordo, New Mexico? Oh, I don't remember that name, but I'm going to do my best. Oh, you will. It's All an right. odd name. Alamogordo, New Mexico. Think Alam of Atari. You'll love it's yeah the Atari. I'll have to find the documentary and, and, and send, send I'll text it to you. You you'll enjoy it just from a nostalgia factor first of all because they talk mainly about the rise of Atari 
and then how it just kind of after like a peak, it just fell off a cliff, right? That was kind of the concept behind it. And then the secondary, the main story was a guy, this was the myth. There was a believed a myth that, that these, that they had buried a whole bunch of ET games because it was such a bad, crappy game, right? It was supposedly the worst game ever created. And so you go through this whole documentary and it, t- it touches on that topic is, is kind of the central theme, but then they obviously talk about the rise of Atari and the guys who worked. It was very interesting when you, from from that aspect to see, you know, because, I mean, we were kids when Atari came out, so there wasn't a concept for us to understand how things were created, you know, so it's neat. It's neat to go back and listen to it, because Atari was totally cool. So it was like, to watch that, and then to be like, oh, you get to the end, you're like, yeah, I won't spoil it for you because I'm sure you'll watch you don't it. Spoil, don't, don't, I don't. I don't. 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 You sounded like Stuart from uh, Mad those, TV. I know that. No. Don't. 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 Stuart, Stuart, come over. No. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Look what I can do. It's my favorite meme where it says little kids will do a, like a, a side kick flip and say, look what I can do. And I look at them and go, that's not that impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm don't, not impressed. Don't. So. Don't. Hey, we, we said we were going to do an hour. I was going to say, have we hit an hour? <laughs> Dude, we're almost at an hour and a half. Really? I was thinking 10. Yeah. yeah it's, well, we you are. know, yeah. that's not too bad. Not too bad. So we'll get there someday. To everyone out there listening, we're going to call it because we, we yes. decided that we're going to. We're not going to make everyone get to two. Look at that. We said an hour. So an hour and 20 minutes almost. Right. So we're going to call it. And it was the alien robots will visit us. I think that's what we'll name this. That'll be a good one. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Or you could say, you know, yeah, we'll we'll figure out a, we'll figure out a a title that hopefully Our director director of marketing will come up with a title. Yes. Yes. uh, Thanks for listening in. Of course, it's, uh, it's Eric here. And it's uh, good old Mike. Eric is in Canada. Remember, Mike's in the United States. Yeah, and this has been the Mono e Mono podcast episode uh, 23.0. And we hope you enjoyed it, and you hope you enjoyed the in-depth discussion on intelligent life forms. And as all intelligent life forms know, never trust a fart.